I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a CC Radio podcast. Not too long ago, we spoke about some famous Aussie crimes. Today, back by popular demand, we are once again diving into the pools of depravity and educating each other about two of the most notorious criminals. I'm Amy Patterson. And I'm Rachel Webb, and we're fangirling over serial killers. Serial killers! Yes, it's our second crime time! And I read that intro just then and had to have a giggle because (laughs) Rachel always writes me really interesting intros, and sometimes I don't read them in full depth because we know I'm not... Do you know what? I'm a very organised person in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm obsessive-compulsive about organisation. When it comes to this podcast, I'm just like, fucking let your hair down. Do whatever you want. Yeah, do what you want. And then I, like... So, we decide on a day... (laughs) And then we like go, oh, what are we going to talk about? I don't know, these things. Mm -hmm. And then inevitably I'm like, here are the show notes. Yeah. And I'm like, excellent. Thank you. (laughs) Otherwise it would just come to doing an intro like, hello, everybody. Uh, It's Amy again. (laughs) And I'm Rachel. And I'm Rachel. And we're talking about um, crime time. Crime time. Crime time. time. Like the SUV intro. All right, we had so yeah. Last time we tackled. Oh <laughs> Next time we should sing the Law and Order theme song. Get like Olivia Benson out here. Oh my god, I love her. Me too. She's the best. Only um, she brings um the guy with the nice butt. What's his name again? Christopher oh, Maloney. Yes. Mm. Mm, Baloney Maloney. Mm. Anyway, this week we um, decided to – so we're going to try and do crime time a little bit more frequently, right? Because we loved yeah. the last one. So in the last one we focused on Aussie serial killers. And oh, the, just Aussie crimes. Aussie crimes, right. Yeah, because you did Port Arthur. Yes. And I did the dingo. You're correct. Yeah. This time we're going to do um, serial killers. Yes. And we've kind of taken um, the approach where uh, Rachel's taken a very famous serial killer. Like arguably the most famous. Yep. And I've done some research into the serial killer with the most confirmed victims. Yes. So like badass, fucked up. I just I shivered reading it. Oh, did you? I did. I did my uh, research this time, guys. And you know what? I don't know a lot about this guy, so I you're, you're truly going to educate me here. Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's kick off with you because I am just stoked to hear about this. Let's do it. Are you really? I am. I I love this country. Like, okay. So the guy that I will talk about later, he was a bit messed up. So I probably bit off a bit more than I can chew. But anyway, you know what? That's what we do here. But I'm living for how you're going to educate on this topic. I don't know if you know much about this guy. No, I don't. So I know know him and I know the You know the name. I know the name and I know the impact he had on America because he is American. Yes. Um, I haven't actually watched any of the films or anything that's come out about and him. And there's so many. Yes. There's so many. Okay, guys, so we'll, we'll just cut to the chase. I'm mm-hmm. talking Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy in it up. Ted Bundy. So there are – listen, I'm a fucked up individual. <laughs> I love serial killers. I love all of that. There are two killers mm. that I can see a photo 
and shudder. Mm, your skin crawls. My, I just and one of them is Dave Berkowitz, who mm. was the son of Sam. Um, maybe I'll talk about him in another episode because, mm-hmm. or maybe not because he creeps me out <laughs> so much. Every time I see a picture of Dave Berkowitz, I'm just like, um, and the other one's Ted Bundy. Mm. Look, a lot of women find this guy. He's like a very dangerous thirst trap. Mm. Um, like his name should be Chris. Like his name should be, he should be a Chris. He should be a Chris. He was played by Zac Efron most recently in, um, what's it called again? Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Which, I mean, that is the best description of him. Absolutely. And I heard that, I haven't watched it, but I heard he did quite a good job. Well, he looks like him. He does. He really looks like him. And that in itself. That's the the danger. That's the danger. Because if you can have a fucking serial killer that looks like Zac Efron mm-hmm. walking around in on like campuses, college yep. campuses in the USA, people are gonna die. Exactly. Women are gonna die. Mm-hmm. So what what Ted Bundy did is he would kidnap, rape, mm-hmm. beat women to death, and then as just added as an added bonus, he'd have sex with the bodies. Yum. A little bit of necrophilia. Delicious. Going on. Delicious. So something so, I mean, we can kind of uh, – why don't I just start Go on. as his life. So, he was like an illegitimate kid. Ooh. So, this is like, you know, 1960s when it still wasn't okay to be an illegitimate child. Out of wedlock, yeah. Yeah. So, and it was humiliating to his mother – well, to his mother's parents mm-hmm. – um, so Louise was her name. She delivered Ted at a home for unwed mothers in Vermont and she later brought her son to her parents in Philadelphia. And to hide the fact that he was illegitimate, Bundy was raised um, as the adopted son of his grandparents and was told that his mum was his sister. <sighs> so that's going to fuck you up. Absolutely. Um, like most of his life kind of, you know, until teenagehood went relatively okay you know um he apparently though loved knives since the age three yeah and in um in high school he like was a little bit of a thief like he was a bit creepy Mm -hmm. he liked to watch people he liked to steal things so but he didn't really do anything anything up until the 70s now we know that we know of he also decapitated 12 of his victims during Ooh. his rampage. And a famous quote from him is, I don't feel guilty for anything. I feel sorry for people who feel guilt. <laughs> That's. So he's fucked You up. know, so he just doesn't, he doesn't care. So this man sexually assaulted and killed several young women in Washington, mm. Oregon, mm. Colorado, Utah, and Florida. Between, he got around. Yeah, between 1974 and 1978. Mm-hmm. He ultimately, he confessed to 36 murders, but it's estimated that he was responsible for over 100 mm. deaths. You know, they just can't prove it and mm. he wouldn't confess. Yeah. So, a lot of people think that OJ was the first kind of televised murder mm. trial. No. no. No, friend. Incorrect. It was Bundy. So, the first nationally televised murder trial in the USA. It was covered by 250 reporters Mm -hmm. from five continents. That's in 1979 when he was finally tried for all of this. So, he became a little bit of a celebrity, you know, because it's like he's handsome, he's charming, you know. Mm -hmm. And 
another reason why he became a little bit of a celebrity is because he escaped prison. Oh, that's twice right. Twice. Yeah, yeah. In, in 1977. So during his trial, his charm and his intelligence drew public attention. And, you know, we've spoken about the fact that there are so many novels and films mm. and even mini series devoted to him. And like if you if you watch this extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile miniseries with Lily Collins and mm-hmm. Zac Efron, he's kind of lauded as a romantic figure. Yeah. You know? Um so not to fear people, he was executed by <laughs> old Sparky alive. in yeah. Florida in, in nineteen eighty nine. So elect he got the electric chair. Um, so there's a little bit of debate as to when he started killing. Mm. Um, most sources say that he began in 1974. So around this time, like heaps of women in the Seattle area and the Oregon area nearby went missing Mm. and stories circulated about some of the victims being last seen in the company of a dark haired man known as Ted. (laughs) So this guy, the most... Like the most, the way that he would most often lure his victims is that he would pretend to be injured. Ooh. So he'd like be on crutches and like trying to load stuff into his van. And mm. so obviously you've got these kind-hearted women seeing this handsome man struggling to, you know, live <laughs> and, <laughs> and do what he's doing. And, and they go over and they offer him help. And mm. the next thing they know, they're thrown in the van and taken away. And that's the end of it. I think um, only one person kind of got away from him. Mm. Um, and I think from memory her name was Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. (laughs) And then she went on to get some targets. Yep. She was messed up. So so in the fall of 74, he moved to Utah to Mm -hmm. attend law school. And people began disappearing in Utah as well. It's following him. The following year, so 1975, he was pulled over by the police and a search of his vehicle uncovered a crowbar, a face mask, a rope, handcuffs so he was like arrested for the possession of all of that shit and then they just started to like link him to more crimes Mm. more and more sinister stuff so oh yeah her name was carol carol deronch we were close so 1975 he was arrested for the kidnapping of carol deronch um and he was convicted and he was sentenced to a one to 15 year sentence sure that's a long anyway He escaped prison twice in 77. Mm -hmm. So the first time he was indicted on murder charges uh, for the death of a young Colorado woman and he decided to act as his own lawyer in the case. (laughs) Bless him. I object. Oh, Ted. So during a trip to the courthouse library, he jumped out a window and he was captured eight days later. It makes you wonder what he did in those eight days. Right. And so in December of that same year, he escaped again by climbing out of a hole that he made in the ceiling of his cell. Ooh. He dropped more than 30 pounds to fit through the small opening that he made. That's dedication. And, and they didn't even discover that he was missing for 15 hours. <gasps> yes. Shit. So after he escaped that second time, he eventually made his way to ha- Tallahassee, Florida, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Decent stint. Pretty far from Colorado. <laughs> mm. um, so he, um, so this is like the night of January 14th. So this is like a good two to three weeks later. Um, he 
broke into the Chi Omega sorority house at the Florida State University. He attacked four of the young female residents, killing two of them. Oh. Yeah. On February 9th, he kidnapped and murdered a 12-year-old girl mm. named Kimberly Leach. So that was the last of his crimes because mm-hmm. he was pulled over by the police that February. Mm-hmm. The last one that we know of anyway. Mm. So um, the most damning evidence that got the conviction um, were bite marks on on the bodies. Oh, what that, an idiot! That's your that's your DNA, mate. Yeah, it, well, in in it they matched the bite marks mm. to his teeth. Yeah, you know. Um, so he appealed. So he was he was convicted mm. and given two consecutive life sentence or death sentences. Sorry. Yep. So he was convicted and given the death penalty. Twice, mm-hmm. and he appealed. He tried to take his case as high as the U.S. Supreme Court, but he was turned down. Mm-hmm. He was. He also offered information on some of the unsolved murders. His like a, his murders that he had yeah committed. yeah. Yep, so yep, he's yep. like, I'll tell you where some of these other bodies are and blah blah blah. Um, if you don't give me the death penalty, mm-hmm. um, but they were like, no dice, and they it. they executed him anyway. So, a couple of, like, little fun facts about this guy, this extremely charming, extremely dangerous man. He, um, in like, in 1969, so this was before he started killing people, mm-hmm. um, or presumably, you know, presumably, mm. assumedly, I don't know what the I word what is. Anyway, it's presumed to be before he started Kidnapping, raping, murdering women. Yeah. He began a six-year relationship with um, a woman named Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. This is the woman that's played by Lily Collins sure. in that um, yeah. miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was a single mum of a young daughter. Oof. Mm. Um, Bundy took great care of her and she said he was warm and loving. But Ooh. in 1974, she started to suspect him. Right. And she went to the police and because she had questioned him about like his odd behavior mm-hmm. around that time, obviously, because you, you're going to act a bit, a little bit weird if you're doing these things. Yeah. So she questioned him, you know, like he kept a meat cleaver in his desk. Ugh. Yeah. I don't even own a meat cleaver. Right? Okay. They kept one in his desk. It's a red flag. Apparently, like according to her, he just used his charm to deflect her concerns. Mm. But she secretly went to the police. Anyway. With her suspicion of his involvement in the local murders. But they didn't believe that he was the killer. Because he was too charming. Yeah, so they remained together, but they grew a little bit distant when Bundy moved to Olympia in 1975. Mm -hmm. So she went to the police again in 1975, this time with a little bit of evidence that helped them to arrest him. Mm. So he had confessed to her over the phone from his prison cell that he had tried to kill her mm. and that he couldn't resist his impulses when he felt his sickness building in him. Jesus. Yeah. So she broke ties with Bundy for good and ended up writing that book that got made into the miniseries and everything. Mm, mm. But in February 1980, Bundy married a woman named Carol Ann Boone. Carol Ann Boone. And he, she's a mother of two. Mm-hmm. Um, he dated her before his initial arrest. Yeah. Um, but in a courtroom during the penalty penalty phase of his trial, he proposed and she accepted in the presence of the judge, which made 
them married. So, like, if you propose and that proposal is accepted in the presence of a judge in Florida, you're married. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who says yes to him, number one? Carol Ann Boone, man. Oh. And this is during the penalty phase of his trial. So that means he's already been guilty. convicted. He's guilty. And found guilty and they're giving him the death penalty and he proposes and this bitch says yes. And she gave birth to a daughter in 82 and she named Bundy as the father. Oh, no. Her name is Rose. So he's got like possibly a daughter out there. Oh, Jesus. Right? And not not a lot's known about, obviously, because yeah. I mean you, you don't that. blame children for the crimes of their fathers, no. obviously, and not a lot about not a lot is known about her today. Jesus. So, but Boone eventually realized, eventually realized that he was guilty, <laughs> and divorced him three years before he died. His execution. Holy balls! I know, Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. No, that's great a, rum, bad guy. That's a messed up individual. Like and I think so messed up. I think the issue with it is, you know, he was so charming. Like when you see yeah. a serial killer, well, for me anyway, I see a photo of a serial killer and I'm like, oh damn, he is a serial. Oh, killer. Oh, he looks like he a looks serial like a serial killer. killer. But you see a photo of Bundy and you're like, oh, he looks like a charming businessman. He looks like a dude, mm-hmm. just like a guy. And I like I Ooh. had had I been there in the 1970s and seen a dude I, I don't care if he's handsome or not if mm. I'd have seen a dude on crutches struggling to load things into a van I would have exactly been that person that goes hey do you need a hand do you need some help I can help you yeah and because be like, you know sure. and I think that's what is so upsetting about it is that these were um kind-hearted individuals mm. who and he preyed on women who were kind Ugh. That's so wrong. It is. It's very wrong. Why are you going to do that, And Tay? then, you know, the 12-year-old girl, just the icing on the cake. You know, yes. Like you, that, if you ever thought nobody would notice that, mm-hmm. like people go batshit crazy when their kids go, one, go missing yes. or are murdered. Like they're going to come after you. Oh, yeah. Like what did you think was going to happen? What did you think, Ted? Yeah. What did you think of you? And another fun fact that I learned about him, not from this research, but I've known from years before because mm. I'm obsessed with serial killers and let's just face <laughs> it, I know a lot about a lot. But um, he worked as a phone counsellor for a suicide hotline. Oh, God. So it's like you are saving people's lives and on the other hand taking people's lives in possibly the most – horrific way Mm -hmm. you are preying on young vulnerable kind-hearted young women kidnapping them raping them beating them to death and then fucking the bodies like as just as a final fuck you like this you cannot get more sick no that's messed up and no wonder there's been so much coverage over it because that is that's fucked up it's fucked up like honestly and and he could have done this to hundreds of women yeah it's only the women that he's only confessed to 36 of them exactly and there's more Mm. you know there's more oh so those poor parents of those women who are alive in like the late 60s you know through to the late 70s whose daughters went missing and they'll never know whether or not it was bundy yeah I think you could safely say, well, you couldn't really, could you? If you well, no, you couldn't because, mm. like, if you were in the area, maybe if maybe. you were in the area, you could just go, well, it was probably him, but mm. you'll never know for sure. And he's such an asshole for oh, not yeah. just confessing and giving the families that peace. Closure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. So, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, what a jerk. Whew, that's heavy. Yeah. So okay. 
not so right. I wanted to be educated. Now you're going to like well and truly educate me because I don't know about this guy. Yes. Okay. So like I was saying, Rachel's picked, you know, Ted Bundy who is – Probably Probably the most famous. Exactly. Like everyone knows the name. I didn't know a lot of that story, but I know who he is and what he did. He's a household name. Yeah, exactly. This guy, so I essentially, it was very hard to determine because my task was to find the serial killer who had the most victims, right? Yes. It was very hard to find that because there's a lot of speculation about, well, this person did kill 400 people, but yes. only four of them are confirmed. Like, you know? So you got to go with the confirmed exactly. kills. So this man who is Luis Gravito, he's from Colombia. He looks like a serial killer. This okay, is him. show me. Oh, yeah. 100% a serial killer. One, it's the mo. It is. He's got a it's really seedy mo. That does mo. It. Um, it's a porno mo. Yes, But it he's is. not in a porno. No. So he's, he's a serial killer. So Luis, I'm going to call him from this point forward. Yeah, and um, we and like side note, we don't care if we're saying it wrong because if you kill hundreds of people, I don't fucking care what your name. Exactly, is. I'm going to call him shitbag from now on. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So shitbag had <laughs> 138 confirmed kills. What? 138 confirmed, confirmed kills. Confirmed, confirmed. So he was. So it was probably more. So he claimed to have killed over 300 people. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What? Just to put the icing on the cake, these people, I say with bunny ears, his victims were always young boys between the ages of 6 to 16. Right? So 300 of them in Colombia. So, um, and to make matters worse, the span of these crimes was from 1992 <gasps> to 1999. Get fucked. Yep. It's not even in that no. serial killer renaissance of like 60s, 70s, Nope, 80s. 92 to 99. Oh, my God. How? Yes, well. Let me educate you. So he um, was actually known as – so at the time, and this is why I sort of started with there was a little bit of debate, Debate, sorry. There was another killer before his time sort of thing called um, the Monster of the Andes. What's yeah, his yeah. name? They thought that this might be him resurfacing, but it's not sort of thing when they were trying to figure out who it was. So they called him the Monster of Genova. Uh-huh. I, guess, I think that's how you say it in Colombia. Look, if I'm saying it wrong, I do apologise in advance. Yeah. Um, or another name they called him was The Beast. The Beast. So they used to call him The Beast when wow. they were talking about the killings. And I had not heard anything about this. 138 confirmed boys killed by him. Oh, so my God. I'll give you a bit of background into him, okay? Yeah. And then I'll finish it off with just the icing on the cake to this whole story. Oh, God. Okay, so his early life was not easy. Not that it excuses any of the bullshit that you go on to do and be a shitbag about, right? Mm. His mother was a longtime prostitute. Mm. His father was a heavy alcoholic and very, very abusive to shitbag and his siblings. Okay. Um, So he ended up after many, many years of abuse, all that kind of stuff, running away from home. As you do. Yep. So he left it all behind. And then at, at the age of eight years old, okay, mm. he was out of there. He was like, Oh, so this. he ran away when he was eight? Yeah. That's my son's age. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, bless. you know, on the streets of Colombia living 
you know, with nothing pretty much. He was then found by a pedophile. So um, the way he lured Shitbag in was he sort of lured him in with a hot meal and a place to rest um, and all of that kind of stuff. And Shitbag not – predatory behaviour. Him not having anywhere to go was like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. Anyway, he was uh, – Sexually assaulted for a number of days by this imagine. pedophile. Yeah, um, he mani- he managed to get away, um, and then later joined uh, a rebel gang to be able to survive on the streets. Mm. There's not a lot of information about how he got out of that gang mentality, but it just sort of said when he earned enough money from these wrong deeds and and you know stealing cars and selling them for parts and doing all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, he um, actually earned enough money to survive by himself. Right. right. So he then cut ties with the gang. But yeah. And from there started sort of having a normal life and making friends. And it's very interesting because one phrase that was said in one of the reports was um, his friends knew him to be a kind yet easily angered man. I'm like, how do you be kind? How, you, how are you kind and easily angered? Oh, anyway. I mean, uh, no, I can kind of relate. Yeah. I, I would consider myself <laughs> kind, but I'm, I have a short temper. So. Yeah. So he had a shitty start to life, mm. right? Which. You know, in the opposite vein to Ted Bundy, I guess, while he was, you know, illegitimate and all that kind of stuff, but didn't really have too many dramas mm. in his young I mean, life. if you're a shitbag, you're a shitbag, right? It doesn't matter if you have an I- idyllic life or you have a shit life. Mm. If you are going to do shit things, you are going to do shit things. Shitbag. This yeah. man, it just gets worse, honestly. It's disgusting. Oh, Lord. Okay. okay. So we'll go on to the victim types and sort of the killing yeah, what do you want to call it? Killing type? Whatever. His preference? Is that a yeah. word? Anyway. What do you mean like his MO? Yes. His MO is the word I was looking for. Yeah. So um, his victims were clearly identified by their age, gender and social status. So he targeted mm-hmm. boys between the ages of 6 and 16 who were either homeless, peasants mm-hmm. or orphaned. So oh nobody would miss them. God. So he yeah. would find them, right? So himself. So himself, yeah. He was essentially abducting himself. He's repeating the cycle that he went through. Yep. Exactly. So keep that in the back of your mind, 138 confirmed in this specific age bracket, right? So the way he would get them was he would approach these boys the same way the pedophile did to him when he was Mm. eight, um, either on crowded streets or alone. It it didn't matter to him, okay? No, of course not. Um, And he would lure them away by bribing bribing them with like small gifts or money or candy or food Mm. or that kind of thing. And then he would just make them walk. For a long period of time because they're homeless. They haven't eaten a meal in ages. Until so it's like, come with me. Come with me. We've and then to- they walk for ages. Yeah. And then they're tired and then they can't fight back. They can't fight. So he would just, you know, lure them away until they were the most vulnerable and then he would attack pretty much. What a dick bag. Oftentimes he would also dress up as different things like doctors or you know, priests oh even. So he would God. he would dress. I'm terrified yeah. for my children right now because, yeah. you know, you tell them that you can trust a cop. Exactly. Or exactly. a doctor. And this is in, you know, Colombia where it's, you know, there's a lot of um, corruption mm. in certain places of this. And I'm not too sure exactly where. Like it says Genova is where he was from, but I don't know. You don't know like where that exactly. is and what that means. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he would disguise himself, lure them away. And once he had them trust, had their trust, he would walk them till they would, you know, essentially exhausted and then bind their hands and chuck them in and wherever he would go. Mm. Um so the way the same the kids were all murdered in the same way, right? Mm. So I'll read this out, and this is a, a direct um, sort of pull out from one of the reports. 
First, their hands were bound, then shitbag, would remove all their clothes and torture, rape, and sometimes decapitate all of the bodies. Like Bundy. Exactly. So when you said decapitate before, I was like, ooh, it's the same. But yeah, so he would decapitate them. But he'd do a really shit job. Uh, like hack and slash job. Like sometimes they were partially. Like half. Like nearly head nearly headless snake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the bodies were all, all found completely naked and showing signs of prolonged torture. Mm. So it was for Babies. a long period of time, right? Babies. And the reason this is so disheartening, because I'll go into sort of the investigation and the arrest of him now. He began in 1992. Yeah. Boys between this age started disappearing, but due to the civil war, that was occurring, oh, nobody noticed. Nobody noticed because kids would die. You know, there was war. It was war-torn country. Mm. Um, yeah, so due to that, they'd gone unnoticed because the victims had no police report filed because there was no one to file it oh, no. for them, right? Um, so, yeah, they didn't take – like authorities didn't really take much notice until 1997 when mass graves were actually uncovered. So he'd been burying oh. his victims in mass graves and then just being like, well – on to the next. Oh, no. Um, so when they first found this first mass grave in 1997, so two years before, you know, the spree sort of ended. Yeah. Um, this sort of called for a large widespread investigation as to why this had occurred because I couldn't couldn't link it to anything. Mm. Um, so then in February 1998, the bodies of two children were found just outside Genova um, and they were naked, it's all of the same. All the same. Right? Yeah. Um, all, they had all of their hands bound. The victim's necks were s- severely cut but not all the way through. Oh, bless. Um, then to – so obviously he'd become complacent because of this civil war and, you know, nobody's really paying attention, anything like that. The authorities actually found the murder weapon in the same area as the bodies and a note that had been dropped at the crime scene which had an address written on it. Mm. So they went to this address, right, and it ended up being Shitbag's girlfriend at the time. Ah. Um but they they had been together. She had a small child, not his. Oh, they had been not together. A boy. Um, I think it was a girl. Oh, I think. So, I mean, I would say thank good. I want to say thank goodness, but yeah. also not think. I don't know what. So that could have been, you know, maybe yeah. why she hadn't really been targeted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they went together when the police rocked up to her house. Um, but she still had some of his possessions. So he then she then gave it to the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Ooh, coughing up oh. water. Oh, dear. I'm getting so into this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she gave them some possessions which the police dogs were able to track to him. These items included – so if this isn't a red flag to you, being oh the God, girlfriend of someone. These items included pictures of young boys, detailed journals of his murders, and a tally mark of his victims. What? Yeah, so, like, I don't know if – it doesn't. it's not really clear on if she actually went through his belongings or if it was just a box and a she box. was like, oh, and she was like, here, yeah, I've got a box of his shit, take his, it. This is his stuff. I've never it's, not, it's not like, you know, old Elizabeth. She's like, yeah, exactly. he, he keeps a meat cleaver in the desk, but he said it was all cool, so no, yeah, you know, no, no dramas. worries. Yeah. He's really, really <laughs> cute. Anyway, this um, information that she provided to them and to the dogs and all that kind of stuff, because you remember this is in 1998, mm. so it's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. Okay. It actually led them to him. Um, he wasn't home at the time, so they were either, you know, they were specu- speculating that he could be looking for more victims. Okay. Anyway, he was later picked up by police um, on unrelated charges um, trying to rape an adolescent boy. Uh. So he was out trying to find his next thing. Anyway, uh. a delivery guy happened to stumble across the scene and found him, you know, trying to force trying himself. Trying to force himself on a young boy. And he was um, apprehended for it. Yeah. 
So then, okay, he's in um, in jail now for this and all of the things come out of the woodwork, right? So he was arrested on April 22nd, 1999 on separate charges of rape because it sort of came out. And then it sort of – the police then were like, well, we found all your shit at this mass grave, so something's not matching up here. Yeah, yeah. So they went through um, – the Justice Department lodged a thing there, got a warrant, searched all of his stuff, and it was found that he, the shitbag, actually had a really rare eye disorder that required him to have really specific glasses. Aha. Uh-huh. They found glasses exactly like what he requires at the crime scene. Well, motherfucker, you just been got. Yep, and then that then spurred them to be able to say, okay, well, we're going to get his DNA. We're going to check it all because there were bite marks on the bodies. Uh, bite marks on the bodies. There were claws on the body. You know, he'd like scratched them. He'd done all of this kind of stuff to them. Obviously, when you're hacking somebody's head off. Yeah, and when you're torturing them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, are you going to leave a lot of shit behind? Anyway, so they essentially said, okay, we found all of this stuff now. You've definitely done this. And he confessed in detail to murdering – so here it says, shitbag mm. confessed to murdering 140 children and was charged with killing 172 people altogether throughout Colombia. Oh he was found guilty on 138 counts of the 172 and the others are still ongoing. They're still ongoing? Still to today. Then oh this ties God. into where this will end off, right? Anyway, before I get there – Shitbag was sentenced to 1,853 years in prison. Ah, as you do. However. Just kill him. God. However, Colombian law limits imprisonment to 40 years. You can't can't sentence anyone to life in Colombia and you can't send them for a death sentence. What? Yep. Um, Colombia, get your shit together. And because Shitbag helped the police find the remaining bodies, like he had multiple mass graves. So he sent them to all of them and said, yeah, look, you got me. Here you go. Here, go and find my other 172 or 138 confirmed bodies. So they found 138 bodies that they tied to this man. His sentence was reduced to 22 years. What? Because he helped them find 138 bodies. Get out. He is currently. So this is the, this is the kicker. Wait, this is 22 years ago. Yes. He's so getting out. He is. <laughs> he is currently serving his sentence. He's alive. He's 63. Serving his sentence in El Cesar in Colombia. I think that's how you say it. He is scheduled to be released in 2021. Fuck. Yep. Off. Yep. So I guess Colombian law, it does say that people who have committed crimes against children are not eligible to receive any benefits with justice. So, like, essentially if he does get out, he's going to have... Oh, Oh. Oh, what's going on? My mic's cut out. Hello. Okay. We're having, we're having problems here. Oh, I was just getting to the kicker. He is – oh, God, where, are, where was I? Yeah, he's getting no benefits with justice, okay? So that would mean that if he's released, he wouldn't be applicable to anything sort of in the country. Now, notwithstanding that, he is due to be released next year. Public perception of all of this is very bad. So they don't want him released. Yeah, my mic's dead, guys, so we're just going to share one for the remainder of the show. Oh. Talk into it. Hello. Yes. Yes. We're back. We're back for the ending of Shitbag. So, yeah, he um, is due for release next year, but it's like from speculation. It's saying that many of the Colombian citizens are criticizing that and think that he should be re-incarcerated. Right. Essentially on a new, you know, something. But, yeah, 
So he is due to be released next year and they still have bodies that he has commit, like confessed to that they haven't been able to prove. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's very interesting. And like I was saying at the start of all of this, he is kind of tied in with – not a rivalry, but when I was Googling who had the most, excuse me, confirmed sort of kills. Yeah. There's this guy called the Monster of the Andes. Yeah, yeah. Which is – his name is Pedro Lopez. Yeah. Okay. And his span of his crimes went from 1969 to 2002. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. However, they haven't been able to pin any, like, I think they've got here. They've pinned nothing on him? They've pinned some on him. He went to jail. Okay. For 16 years, but was freed after 14. Because why not? He was then committed to a psych ward (sighs) and was released after a year. What? No one knows where he is. No one knows where he is. His whereabouts to this day are still unknown. Stop it. He, but the reason I'm bringing him up is it was, they thought, like I said, it was a very, they thought it was him. Very similar time frames, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was active much longer than um, Shitbag was. Yeah. But in 2002, it was his sort of um, last known stint. But he'd claimed to have killed over 100 girls. 100 girls. Girls. So he, he did the same thing. Same thing, but, but to for girls. girls. Yes. Oh. This is the last line they have him ever saying on record. Okay. I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more <gasps> innocent. <gasps> Isn't that disgusting? So anyway, very, very similar crimes, but for, you know, different sexes. I'm shooketh. He is, nobody knows where he is. Oh, my God. So now this guy, the monster of the Andes running around in 2020, they don't know where. They don't know where he is and ships are about to get out. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody go to Colombia. Anyway. Nobody go to Colombia. Don't just, don't go to South America. Sorry, South America, but you're banned. Yeah. (laughs) You're knocked out. That's it. But yeah, there you go. So oh my God. next year. I'm so scared. Yeah, we'll be interesting. I have kids exactly. between the ages of 6 and 16. Exactly. And they're boys and they're really fucking cute. <laughs> Stay away from my son. Exactly. Anyway. fight everyone. There you go. So, look, there could be some debate about who really has the highest, you know, victim uh, there's count. definitely. And, I mean, there's going to be people that come out and they're like, I killed 400 people. Mm. You know, like they like to brag yeah. as well, these serial killers. And but if we're going off of confirmed kills, exactly. this is your guy. Exactly. And this is, this is also pr- like not considering any couples or groups or gangs Ooh, yeah. who have killed, you know, one person in their gang might have killed 10 people and they've got 100. And then they've got 100 know. people in the gang. and then So that's excluding yeah, all yeah. of that. And like, you know, um, dictators who have. And know, like mass murderers. Mass murdered people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genocide, know. all of that yep, stuff. Like but I mean, we're side. talking about serial killers. Exactly. Here. 138 confirmed boys. Just by one dude. Yep. In seven years. was sick. Six, Seven six, years. Six. He, I, I didn't I do the math. How do you do that? Yeah, I don't know. How many days? Okay, let's let's do this. We're getting okay. We're getting, um, We've got, we're getting the calculators out. So we got three hundred and sixty-five days in a year mm, by, by seven. seven. Two thousand five hundred and fifty-five. Divide that by one hundred thirty-six. Mm-hmm. It's about. 18. So one every 18 days. One every 18 days. And that's just the ones so they've been able to find. Like, he confessed to 300. So this guy every, let's say weekly then if it was mm. 300. Yep. So he's saying that he would go on a weekly jaunt. Yep. And go pick up a kid. Yep. Torture them, let's say, for five days. Yep. Kill them, have a day's rest, and Start then go again. find another kid. Yep. 
Exactly. That's fucked. Exactly. You are fucked, shitbag. Shitbag is a shitbag. But yes, there you go. Wow. I was reading this and I was just getting more and more like, holy balls. Upsetting. Mm -hmm. That's upsetting. Yeah. There was stuff I left out that was even more upsetting. Well, don't tell me because I'm upset. Another one of his his MOs was to actually... Cut the testicles oh. off the young boys. Oh, I clenched. I don't even have testicles I and I clenched. And put them in their mouth. Put them in their mouth? That was his final. That was like, he's like, I'm done with you. In the mass and grave you go. in the mouth yep. and we're done. Yep. Oh. Disgusting. This is a shit bag of a human being and he should not be released. No. So if any activists are out there is listening. Is there a petition? Yeah. <laughs> is there a petition? Petition to keep shit bag behind bars. Like, Forever. Yeah. Please. Columbia needs to. And look, I don't. Maybe they should just like set up a thing where somebody can kill him. Well, maybe. Look, you know, there's corruption over there. And I don't pretend to understand how the government works in Colombia. Like, I'm, I'm not going to no pretend expert. to understand what how any government no. works. <laughs> That's to, true. Be re- to be fair, you know, I don't know anything about government. But no. surely in a place like Colombia, they can just be like, listen, shitbag's getting released mm. on this day. Off and with his he, head. He sets foot out of the prison and somebody just offs him. Yep. My bad. Mm. Oh, well, we won't look into that. My bad. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Did mm. you see anything, Joe? Nothing at all. No, I didn't see anything. Hmm. Anyway. I j- literally just looked at an imaginary person named Joe. You did. I did. And then I looked to the other side as if there was another person <laughs> there. Yeah. Very. This has messed her up, guys. I'm scared <laughs> for my children. So there you are. Right. Crime time part two. We're going to keep going with this. Yes. We're going to have a different yeah. topic next year, like maybe unsolved. Ooh. Unsolved crimes. Unsolved crimes. All right, let's do that next time. Okay, great. We've, we've got done. an episode in the bank. Done. <laughs> All right, team. That is it for this week. We'll be back with another episode next week. But in the meantime, make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help support the show. And if you want to check out the other great shows on our network, head to ccradio.com.au. And finally, make sure you join our fangirling fan group on Facebook. That's it. As always, I'm Rachel. And I'm Amy. And we just fangirled. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 